Hi, this is Esther, and you're listening to the Sometimes Always Book Club. We are reading Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. This is Chapter 8, Old Ghosts. This is Esther. I am here with Bob. Hello. Anne. Yellow. Zach. I am Dream Ham. <laughs> How do you follow that, Katie? Ah, now you're me. <laughs> you go take backsies. <laughs> and Andrew. Hey, guys. <laughs> I don't think that was a good trade on your part, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> we are covering chapter eight today Old Ghosts. There's a lot that happens in this chapter, but it's also a chapter that kind of makes me sad, but we'll get to that. The opening image is of an award given to Hollis Mason when he was Night Owl in gratitude. With some uh, Miller Lite cans right behind it. That's uh... mm. Really? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it just, <laughs> just kind of emphasizes where he's at in his life now with, with that kind of a before and after scene. Yes. He looks like way less of an owl in his costume than Dan does. Agreed. He's got the feathered groin, though. Yes, feathered groin and a moon belt. Like you do. That says owl to me. Okay. (laughs) In the background, we see a framed newspaper headline and the picture of the Minutemen that has popped up multiple times. Um, I shouldn't say a newspaper headline, a newspaper, like, front page. This chapter begins with Sally on the phone with Hollis. There's a quick shot to a bottle of nostalgia perfume as they talk, which is kind of a nice detail. Hollis tells her that two people in an airship rescued people from a burning building and that he suspects it was Dan and Lori. I also like how on the TV it looks like uh, missiles are coming into Ohio. Is that? (laughs) And then no one was sad. (laughs) I'm assuming that's maybe more Afghanistan I coverage. It's, I think it's but Afghanistan. But it really looks like The Ohio Michigan, of the Middle East. Well, it looks like Michigan <laughs> fired missiles at Ohio. And then I don't know, there's a bean up there by Cleveland. I'm not sure what's going on up there. It's where the invasion started. He also tells her that Lori has moved in with Dan, and Sally comments on how quickly that happened. I wonder, though, if that's more of a dig because she wasn't told first and is hearing from someone else. Like a mom would do. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. They reminisce a bit before hanging up. It's Halloween, and there are kids out trick-or-treating. At the newsstand, the kid reads Tales of the... Hang on. I want, I want to go back here oh, a minute. Okay. I, I love the, the trick-or-treating on the, the bottom of, uh, well, page one in the sections. I love how it goes from close-ups of the picture of all the superheroes into the kids trick-or-treating because they they all look so young, like they're in their little costumes, and they're all <laughs> trick-or-treating, and that's a great blend right there. That's it fantastic. is. Mm-hmm. At the newsstand, the kid reads Tales from the Black Freighter comic while the news vendor talks about the troubles in the world. I know we've done this over and over and over again, but it is important to kind of 
set the tone of what's happening with the other people out in the world and set the tone of people's concerns about the escalating situation in Afghanistan. And I'm sorry, I keep jumping back, but you, you jump ahead further okay. than, than I'm ready. <laughs> I also love, uh, now I'm, I just want to add one page here, but I love Nepenthe Gardens, first of all, yes. as a name for the, the rest home. And then the next two pictures, I love the mirroring of their, their hands just coming in as they're talking on the phone and what they've got around them where he's, he's got like the a cigarette and a cigarette beer. and the beer and yeah. she's got the vitamins and the ginseng and all that and it's just it's yeah, a I, really cool i wrote in my notes because this whole like intro is just showing kind of like the disparity between the two it's like yeah. well hollis kind of gave up the high life for sitting and chilling and fixing up old cars and hanging out and drinking some beer and being a good old boy and the mom just is like well i can't let go of this stardom i have lives this kind of like almost slap of luxury kind of thing um, you know, uses her suggest or her uh, her success and well, stuff like that. Though, you know. Even earlier in the scene, she's got on her bed her little Silk Spectre uh, comic book. Yeah, laying there too. Wait so a second, she's like getting a manicure or a pedicure or from someone yeah. that works at Acme Medicare. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, uh, Medic whatever manicure. 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 Thank you, yeah, Acme Medicare. <laughs> I know it's almost like, you know, after the scene, like her foot's going to blow up because she put a little exploding cigar between her toes or something. (laughs) It's just, it's a brilliant division between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about that page before? No, I I think I'm caught up now. (laughs) Wait, hold up. I I actually have a question and this might be legitimate confusion on my part. Never mind. Never mind. So when I, when I first read it, I misunderstood some of these panels. I thought... That when Hollis was hanging up, I I thought his statue looked like Adrian's oh. statue. So I thought... No, it was, it's him. Yes, yeah. I see yeah. that now. I made the mistake. I thought like, wait, was this a clue that she was not talking to Hollis the whole time? Wait, how would she <laughs> not know that? Is she an idiot? <laughs> she did say she forgot what his voice sounded like. See, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was like a thing. Like he was like making some weird cover story by pretending to be Hollis for a second or something. But no, I totally misread it. Um. I don't know if this is valuable content at all. <laughs> So Sally's um, talking, actually talking to Hollis. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but also Sally is smoking a regular cigarette. They do exist in this world. The yeah. cigarette that uh, Lori smokes is the one with balls, remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> balls. Yeah, the, the cop, I think, later on smokes regular cigarettes and he offers... Uh, there's a couple... You see the weird, like, cigarette. There's two guys sitting together, I think, at a table in the mm-hmm. restaurant scene early yeah. on where one of them has one of those cigarettes. So I think it's just a world-building thing. I mean, we have people that vape and we still Mm -hmm. also have actual cigarettes so it's kind of like the same thing in my head so at the newsstand (laughs) wait (laughs) the most important part of the whole story god damn it we gotta talk about the newsstand and the kid reading tales of the black freighter so if you go back to the uh, the shadow (laughs) of the lovers back here he tries to sell a paper with a story about rorschach to a person telling them that rorschach had been a customer at the newsstand the customer he's talking to is Malcolm Long, who is not interested, as we know from before. He's kind of a broken man at this point, and he just leaves. Lori and Dan plan to break Rorschach out of prison. Dan finds in his research that Janie Slater, Wally Weaver, and Edgar Jacoby, Moloch, all worked for a company called Dimensional Developments, which funds a company called the Institute for Extraspatial Studies, and are funded by another company called Pyramid Deliveries. These sound f- so fake. Yeah. <laughs> so fake. 
So they're, they're really not, Andrew. And I have a great opportunity for you if you want to make some oh, money on your own and uh, own your own business. Oh, man. Oh, please don't tell me. <laughs> you can set your own schedule. No, it's God. happening. Do you have what it takes to be a boss bitch? Oh. <laughs> this is like one of those movies where everyone's like turning into the body snatchers. Or whatever. <laughs> now I have to leave everybody. Dora, I'm here with you. I got you. Dora. Thanks, Dreamham. I'll be your rock. So Dan and Lori reminisce and continue with their plan to save Rorschach. The art on this page is really cool because the three big one, uh, the three big panels here, and then on the other page, but it's like all the same room, but like there, it kind of like allows them to move within that kind of like mm-hmm. creating that kinetic energy. That is brilliant. And then the other one I love, like right in the middle there, because it's like there's nothing. It's the chair there, but it's right in the uh, in the CCTV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like watch their kind of movement as they're having this. I love that there's like no conversation yeah, in this book. That, there's motion yeah, through there, there. There's always something to just kind of like well, it's make the, it feel natural. It's the TVs so we can see them, but then we also see surrounding the chair is both of the their costume pieces. So did they exit <laughs> yeah. the from ship naked? The night before. Yeah. <laughs> well, we already know he likes to walk around in goggles and nothing else in his basement. <laughs> I mean, big mood. At Sing Sing, Rorschach sits in the solitary wing. Another inmate who is a guy named Big Figure, and his that's his name, <laughs> and his two goons, I love the word goon, threatened the guard into letting them talk to Rorschach. Rorschach is disinterested in the discussion, but it's clear they have a past. They threaten him and let him know that his days are numbered and that he is alone in the world. While well, he smokes a cigar that yes. has no balls oh. <laughs> a ball is cigar they also tell him that Malcolm Long has resigned just implying that the whole Rorschach case was just too much for him the detective visits Dan and the locksmith also is back too <laughs> my favorite He's so suspicious yes. <laughs> it was him the whole time spoiler alert The detective lets Dan know that he knows that he is acquainted with Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias, and he mentions the airship that rescued the people in the tenement fire. He heavily insinuates that he knows Dan is Night Owl without actually saying it. He also notices Dan's sugar cubes (laughs) and mentions that Rorschach had sugar cubes in his pocket. So he basically makes all these insinuations and then he leaves, making a veiled threat about reminding him that vigilantism is illegal and that he knows that he's he won't worry about him oh man you shouldn't have gone and saved all those people <laughs> how dare you it was super illegal my guy i i love uh, i guess on the opposite end of the spectrum uh i love the art in this because it really does show that dan has no like he, he's so unflattering in like almost every single fucking panel yes <laughs> Well, it's because he's not naked. Yeah, he's not naked. <laughs> he needs to be naked with his yeah, goggles. Yeah, he needs, I need that, that dad bod goggle combo. <laughs> no, he looks, he does look like very pathetic and almost beaten down in a lot of these pictures. Um, Impotent, if you will. He very much yeah. so. Not in control. No. When the detective leaves, Dan realizes that there is a time limit on what they need to do and that if they're going to rescue Rorschach, they have to do it right now. We skip ahead to the new frontiersman offices where the editor is struggling to put together the latest edition while getting frustrated with his assistant Seymour. He pastes the headline on the page that says, 
eventually it says, Honor is like the hawk. Sometimes it must go hooded. With pictures of Rorschach, the comedian, and Night Owl. He also demands, <laughs> so it makes me laugh at the end of the his conversation, because <laughs> he demands an American hamburger. And pictures lunch. of Spider-Man. Jeremy, <laughs> 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 pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> also, the title... What is it? United States of America? Yep. That oh, reads yeah. just like a Breitbart article. Yes, <laughs> like, and I think that's kind of what the New Frontiersman is. It's sort yes. of like Breitbart or, or like Fox Col- News Colette or, or some shit. Yeah, yeah, it's super right-wing, weird. Um, but he like knows his bullshit too, though. He says this whole pantomime. like <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like nothing. Yep. Just put something on the paper. <laughs> Appropriate material for the Halloween edition. Yeah. <laughs> So we have a couple quick little scenes here. One of them is Dan and Lori suiting up and studying a blueprint of the prison. And then we get a really bizarre interlude on a beach somewhere. We see Max Shea, the missing writer, and an artist referred to only in the scenes as Ms. Manish or Manish. I don't know how we just... I, would imagine, I think Manish sounds Manish. more right. Yeah, Manish. Not Manish. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. That's just rude. <laughs> She's very ladylike. Yes. Ms. Manish. Although those forearms, look at that. that one scene <laughs> you know what? Let's not put ripped. people in a gender binary. Uh, no, I was going to say, like, some people would like to look Manish like myself. <laughs> <laughs> they're discussing a project they're working on. Ms. Manish uh, sketches a horrible creature as they talk about something that's going to be transported and jokingly refer to it as their baby. Can I just say... opposite of phallic? I was going to say, all I saw was a vagina and a butthole. Yes! Yes. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. I was like, how do I bring this up? All three of us were like, oh my gosh, the vagina monster! (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Fucking weirdos, all I saw was an octopus. Jesus. Okay, now, now, come on. No, I see the butthole. That is a straight upskirt right there. That is 100% upskirt. Oh yeah, no, I agree 100. Look at how many owls he has in his little owl case. Two. I assume assume there's more out of shot. I was still looking at the. uh, I was still looking at the butthole, and I wasn't sure where we were going here. Where are there owls in this butthole? Look at all those owls! No, I no, I see them. All two of them. Yeah, I've had enough of this butthole stuff. What about those owls? (laughs) Okay, Dan. Hollis Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> oh, we're going to move on. Okay. okay. Did you want to talk about the owls in the butthole more? <laughs> you know, if you gave me like mice. four more minutes. Uh, mice. <laughs> <laughs> Hollis Mason carves a pumpkin as he watches the news. The anchor discusses the probability of nuclear war before moving on to discuss the latest issue of The New Frontiersman, which asks for clemency for masked adventurers and sparks criticism by a rival paper, The Nova Express. It kind of goes on and on about these Um, two papers. The pumpkin has goop over the eye like the blood splatter on the paper. Yes. And also that opening scene with him pulling the goop out of it and the guy on TV saying, God knows what these people have instead of brains. (laughs) (laughs) There's a dog here. Not for long. You just had to do that. <laughs> also, we learn on the news that this, the prisoner who was scalded with the hot oil has died. Yay. <laughs> I guess. Um, Go Rorschach. At the newsstand, the vendor and his customers discuss current events, and it's reflected in their own personal anxieties. 
One guy wants drugs from another. Joey, the cab driver, has broken up with her girlfriend and needs to find a new apartment. As the latest edition of the news arrives, they all learn that there is a riot at Sing Sing. We cut to Dan and Lori descending on the prison in the airship. And inside, the prisoners want Rorschach dead after the death of the prisoner in the cafeteria. Sorry, this chapter jumps around a lot. Big Figure and his two henchmen are standing at Rorschach's... Goons. <laughs> Big Figure and his two goons are standing at Rorschach's cell threatening him. They have an arc welder to cut through the bars of the cell to get at him. He has kind of a badass moment here where he provokes one guy to grab him, then ties his hands with his shirt and uh, puts him in way of the lock and the others end up killing him to get to Rorschach. I mean, it's a terrible scene, but it's They were not bros. They no. were they were absolutely not bros in that situation. So yeah. I do love how the guy has like a knife or a shank or something sharp, and his solution is cut the guy's throat instead of reaching through and cutting the shirt that's holding his hands. There's not enough time. <laughs> I, I thought they said they couldn't reach the the like the hands. That's Does he have longer arms? The one guy has longer arms than the other. Maybe he's Mr. He Fantastic. <laughs> Can I just say that big figure looks like Cotton Hill? Yes, he oh does. Oh my God! <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord, man! <laughs> Dan and Lori land on the prison grounds and get into the prison. Back in the cell, Rorschach climbs on top of his bunk while the other goon breaks through with the arc welder and brandishes at Rorschach while he steps into the cell. Rorschach breaks the toilet, which floods the cell and electrocutes the guy with the arc welder. It's very cool. Big figure is left with no protection, no goons, and runs. The power in the prison goes out, and Lori and Dan are left to navigate in the dark. And then we have a 12-minute fight scene. Yes. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I will say about that scene in the movie, Mm -hmm. that is something that I'm not a big fan of in the movie. And Mm -hmm. like I said, I've only seen the the key scenes of the movie. I haven't watched the movie from beginning to end. It's been a long time. But my feeling on Watchmen has always been that it's about you know, real people. And I I feel like the Zack Snyder movie, it turned it into this huge like montage of them basically, I mean, they're like getting thrown into walls. Zack's like, oh no, I've been called out. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) No no comment at all. No, it looks cool. But I think if you're looking at it in like the deeper meaning of what's going on in Watchmen, it's silly. The, The violence never takes front like ever like it does like that doesn't matter it's it really it i mean even just like the simple interaction like last like last chapter where it's mm-hmm. like dan being like i'm way ever prepared to fight crime and it's like you know here it's it's like this this fight doesn't fucking matter like this is just them trying to get to somewhere and it's just obstacles but like in that Zack snyder film it's like look at this slow-mo cool whoosh oh man oh got these cool punches and little 16 year old zach is like I love this so much yeah like, <laughs> it's pretty it's just to me not you know what watchman's about exactly your voice has yeah. changed drastically in, in the, the last time. few moments yeah. <laughs> yeah it goes everywhere is this a, is, is a this man. a big scenario where you become a teenager again <laughs> yes please stay this way <laughs> sick Tom Hanks was wrong to go back to being. Oh, wait, no, it's the other way. He became. I'm an idiot. He went from a a child to an adult and back to a child. Listen, we'll edit it out. Lori questions Dan's decision to help Rorschach, and Dan says that he feels Rorschach wants to be his friend without knowing how. I feel that Dan really has honor as a friend in this scene in particular. I mean, in general, he does, but this is kind of what shows us that 
he has a loyalty to Rorschach and to his friends in general, but he does feel a connection with Rorschach and doesn't want to just abandon him. He mean, wants mean, repayment on the sugar cube. That must be it. Say, meanwhile, Rorschach is emptying his <laughs> sugar cubes. <laughs> and you know all my beans. <laughs> That's his way of showing friendship. That's true. My beans. <laughs> and I do love the moment on the roof here when uh, Laurie just has to stick the dagger in with, uh, I wish John was here to straighten everything. Oh, Dan, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Oh, my bad. Meanwhile, Rorschach pursues Big Figure through the prison into the men's room. Dan and Lori find Rorschach and he makes them wait while he goes in after Big Figure, which is actually kind of a funny scene to me because... They don't know what's happening. They don't know what's yeah. happening and Lori thinks he's just like going he, to the bathroom. He, yeah. Which, hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. I mean, you gotta go break a neck. <laughs> like, is that a euphemism? No comment. <laughs> Again. Maybe he gave him a, a swirly. Well, I like when Dan's like, you <laughs> <But> know... death. <laughs> Dan's like, oh, I remember one time when I was chasing such and such and I had to take a leak or whatever yeah. he says. <laughs> yeah, it's relatable. <laughs> I kind of do love that image of like Rorschach going in and just giving Big Figure a swirly. <laughs> like, like, just like, here you go, you fucking nerd. Just like gets him and then like walks out and he's just sitting there crying. Well, the, the way this scene is written, it makes me feel like the implication is that he killed him in that method but i also kind of like the idea that maybe he killed him another way and was like wait a second while i'm here <laughs> i should go to the bathroom just in case i don't know when i'm gonna have a chance again that's I mean, right that's what my mom would tell me before we went on road trips is, you gotta make sure you pee i don't want to stop within like 15 minutes boy <laughs> archie's here we gotta load up does anybody have to go to the bathroom before we get oh out? shit <laughs> yes like... that's what we meant <laughs> I feel like Dan would have a bathroom in there for emergencies. He's got, well, he's got the I coffee mean, pot. All that coffee, yeah. <laughs> uh, he is a Boy Scout. He is prepared, goddammit. <laughs> Maybe it's a security feature. He, like, pees into a, a tube, and then he presses a button, and it'll and it spray against... out the flamethrower. Is it raining? <laughs> <laughs> this is weird smelling rain. I don't like it. This is Acid terrible. rain. <laughs> yeah. So they, the three of them get into the airship and escape. Rorschach points out that Dan will be wanted now, and he says that he has a fake identity ready for when the time comes. Actually, I think he says he has multiple fake identities ready mm -hmm. for when the yeah. time comes. And then, a, and then a bird pun has to happen where Dan is saying, hold on tight, we're going home to roost. Uh, <laughs> well, he's gotta I have figured his... that was like his like um, bat cave. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the roost? Mm-hmm. That's so lame. Does, that, and like, one Does of the, he look like a cool guy? <laughs> With his shirt off, yes. In the er, in one of the early chapters, Hollis Mason refers to his like hideout as, by a name, and I can't remember what it is right now. It's in the chapter. It's in chapter two, um, right after the picture, right after like the the flashbulb part. Sorry. Okay. Fifteen minutes later, back at Dan's house, Lori is upset at the state of literally everything and she wishes someone would just fix it who like john someone like john or someone if only someone would fix it Lori leaves dan and rorschach to go get something and in the living room she finds john it's the owl's nest ah christ the roof <laughs> that are you serious no owl's nest is better no the, the roof is better are you come on guys <laughs> are we doing this you like the owl's nest better the owl's the nest yes I, vote in I, the comments I, I do just please vote in the comments on which uh, the roost which hideout you like better the roost or the, or the owls 
the, cr- the oh, owl's nest. nest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes more sense. I mean, never not mind. A night crow. crow. No, night I crow. <laughs> but I mean, a crow's nest is a thing. Lori leaves Dan and Rorschach to go get something, and in the living room, she finds John reading a magazine on the couch. He tells her that they're going to have a conversation on Mars where she asks him to save the world. And so she leaves with him, much to Dan's disappointment. Can we talk about how scared he looks? Yes. He's like, oh, fuck. The Mm -hmm. boyfriend just came home. Yeah, he's definitely... The uh, chickens came home to roost. (laughs) The boyfriend who can alter matter. (laughs) So in this, it already knows that this happened. Going back (laughs) to steal my woman. Why didn't he just say that that was the reason he couldn't get it up? It was like, I think John was fucking with my molecules. (laughs) Just on Mars, just mad as hell. (laughs) For all we know. (laughs) So at this time, also, the police are pounding on Dan's door, and he and Rorschach escape, and the police break down Dan's door again. God damn it, Lockman. How many times has this door been broken? Like, three? Yes. I wish there would have been, like... I wish there would have been, like, some lines of dialogue where the police were just, like, screaming, like, this door is incredibly hard to take down. It feels reinforced. (laughs) I I was actually, like, trying to actively look for that while I was reading this. It feels like a professional has done so much work on this door <laughs> at the newsstand some katie heads and not tops that's the drug is katie's wow i know sorry is that the pipe, <laughs> the pipe drug no oh. no those are legal Who's i don't know katie's are illegal no no the, to, the pipe drugs i'm trying to see the word just see if it's like my name it is it's in uh it's on page 25. It's in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. Yeah, you refer to somebody as a Katie head. So Katie heads and not tops are upset over the prison riot and Rorschach's rescue. They hear that Night Owl was involved and someone mistakenly assumes that they are referring to Hollis Mason. So at Hollis's house, he opens the door, assuming that they're trick-or-treaters and they attack him and his dog, which just upsets me so much. And they end up killing him with his award. And then the dog got away. I hope the dog got away. They don't show what happened to the dog, but they do show the dog fighting. They were willing to show the dog being dead in Rorschach's thing, so we'll just assume that that I'm assuming the dog got away and that he was fine. I do love these panels, though, where we we see Hollis Mason as the original Night Owl in his final moments, kind of reliving his glory days, which I think is really it just looks really beautiful mm-hmm. and it's sad yeah it, it well, really cancels out the horribleness of the real life situation and then to make it even worse that the kids trick-or-treating are the ones who find his body well and i just i the frame where you see hollis's face for the last time where he is like covered by his own like silhouette is just so amazing Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. because it's a mask but it's the silhouette but it's yeah it's it's a gorgeous panel violent lives ending violently once more Mm mm-hmm yeah this chapter ends with an excerpt from the poem halloween by eleanor fargen on halloween the old ghosts come about us and they speak to some to others they are dumb Lude. What a dumb ghost. It's like dumb ghost. <laughs> Stupid ghost. The interlude is an issue of the New Frontiersman, the one that was featured earlier in this chapter. 
The headline is, Honor is like a hawk, sometimes it must go hooded. And there are pictures of the comedian Rorschach and Night Owl, followed by an article painting masked heroes as saviors and patriots. I It's funny. I was reading through this section, and it's very obvious that, at least with my political leanings, that there was a lot of it that I was going to disagree with and be kind of disgusted by. There was a section... <laughs> where they were kind of making a point about pointing back to the revolution when people were breaking what was the law at that time to achieve the greater good. And I was like, you know, overall, these people probably have a flawed viewpoint. But that's a good point. And then literally the next sentence, they're like, and then the clan. <laughs> and I was like, never mind. Never mind. Much of the article is painting the Nova Express as a terrible paper and insulting those who run it. The Nova Express seems like the more liberal paper, while the New Frontiersman is majorly right-wing, um, with even expressing pro-Klan sentiments. It's like almost libertarian right-wing, sort of, in some ways. A little bit, yeah. It's so weird to read, especially in, like, 2020. Yeah. Where it's like, no, this is, you can just find this online now, like, so easily. Mm -hmm. I was just reading this, I'm like, wow, I've definitely read this article before, like, already. Before. Oh, yeah. Like, Andy knows has written this article before. Like, for sure. So the New Frontiersman rails against the Nova Express, saying they're basically a bunch of communists who have gone against America by questioning superheroes and that the New Frontiersman are the truly patriotic newspaper. It's all very, very familiar, as you said, to our split news media of modern day. This must have been whoever the artist was. This must have been their favorite project ever <laughs> to draw this like a political cartoon. Yeah, yeah, like this really, really awful political It looks cartoon. like, it looks sort of real, though. It actually reminds me of the art from Mad yeah. Magazine yeah. Yeah. quite a yeah. lot. Oh, and, the, and the guy behind the, the like, Captain America looking dude is the dude from the New Frontiersman in the end. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even realize that until now. Holy shit. <laughs> it ends on a piece about missing writer Max Shea and how it's all part of a conspiracy because the four other because four other creatives have also disappeared including a painter named Hira Manish who we met earlier with Max Shea in this chapter on the island also mentioned is the disappearance of a well-known clairvoyant's head from his own funeral character discussion Hollis Mason he dies because of a stupid misunderstanding at the hands of a bunch of people who don't know what they're talking about, basically, is what it comes down to. People taking the law into their own hands, much like the Watchmen. With bad information, though. And but on... Yeah, but Rorschach. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and on a bunch of Katie. Thanks for that, Katie. You killed Hollis. God damn it. Uh, I thought that, like, kind of it, it also kind of is, like, another example of, like, is it fate? Is it chaos kind of thing? There seems to be a lot of fate at play, especially mm -hmm. with like Dr. Manhattan. But was it fate that somebody knew? Like, how did how did that guy know his dad? Like, his dad knows Hollis Mason? How, how is that supposed to be like, I don't know. I just I just found it really interesting when I was like, man, what are the odds of <laughs> yeah. like, of that guy just be like, yeah, I know you old night owl. Like, let's go beat him up. Well, it is fiction. That's true. Well, like, the writer can make up anything. That's true. I was like, going to say, like, his yeah. identity is public and he runs an auto shop. So it's like if, um, like, some celebrity just opened up a garage yeah. and, like, they, like, they mentioned what their real birth name was. Let's go like, whip Guy Fieri's ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Nick Offerman has that wood shop. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's go get but, him. But yeah, let's go kick his ass. Throughout yeah. the whole book, though, he's, he's put all kind of 
ties and overlapping little lines like the cab driver yeah. showing up later and the what's his name the psychologist that was working with Rorschach coming to the the newsstand and there's all these little overlapping lives and links and all ties together so yeah so it, it's just like I always like <clears throat> kind of finding that in this especially now kind of like analyzing it's just like Oh, there's a lot of dots here that connect like way too much. I, how did I never notice these? Because I was there a are child. definitely a lot of coincidences. <laughs> well, it's hard to catch everything on the first read, Zach. Mm-hmm. Don't be so mean to your 16 I mean, year I old got self. It. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say Hollis Mason seemed like a very nice guy, although maybe a bit of a gossip. <laughs> and for that, he deserved what he got. <laughs> he I... is a fugly slut. <laughs> He dies imagining himself as young and fighting bad guys with his dog by his side. Mm. Makes me sad. This is like <laughs> Baby Snakes Part 2. <laughs> Why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> it made me sad that you drew this. Aww. It's a heart made out of two snakes. Like a, like a heart snakes. Ouroboros there. It's beautiful. <laughs> or a boa. Ouroboa. Ah. Sally Jupiter, Silk Spectre 1, is surprised to hear that Sally and Dan are living together and immediately makes a judgment about the timing. But as we said before, I think that was more just jealousy that she wasn't told first. Or maybe jealousy of uh, that she's with Dan. Maybe. (laughs) She got her night owl. He owns a house in New York City, so he's doing quite well. He has a fucking like flying ship thing. Well, that too. Like he had a, a car. He had a helicopter. He down has no there. beans yeah. though. He had little Where flying did his money scooters. Come from again? Oh, his he said his, his dad banker. left him a lot of money. Yeah, his dad was a banker. Oh. Said, yeah. yeah, he owns a brownstone. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The news vendor is still worried about the end of the world and also trying to sell papers by uh, connecting uh, Rorschach and other things with the customers and. I don't know how to phrase that. Bob's yawning. Yeah, he's, he's already bored with me. <laughs> uh, kid still reading Tales from the Black Freighter. That's what I was yawning at. Yes. <laughs> Dan preparing his ship and getting everything ready to rescue Rorschach. He is Rorschach's only true friend, and he feels loyal to him, even if he doesn't always agree with him. Do you think, actually, do you think he actually feels loyal to him, or is it just one of those? Because he said, I think he wants to be my friend. He just doesn't know how. It almost sounds like, I, and he wants to be my friend. Do you want to be my friend? Does anybody want to be my friend? I just need a friend. I feel like it's more like, there's this stray dog, and it needs somebody yeah, exactly. to love it. <laughs> yes. But I think Dan needs it as much as the stray dog. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's like a cat lady. Just keeps bringing them in because they're lonely. <laughs> Lori. Uh, is caught up in her relationship with Dan as well as her nostalgia for the old days. Nostalgia is a major theme through the entire book and it's really apparent in this chapter, not just because of, I mean, the perfume is like a callback to that, but it's just it's a just a major theme that runs through the entire book. Regardless of her interest in her in a relationship with Dan, John is still on her mind and she brings him up multiple times and apologizes after. I feel like she's done with him, but not over him i mean yeah. i mean they've been together for so long and he's a fucking god so well yeah but it's a fucking god or a, a fucking, fucking god. god rorschach even without the hood he is rorschach his intelligence and discipline are on full display in this chapter when he outsmarts big figure and his henchman i wrote mr figure in <laughs> <laughs> so like is that his last like what does that mean he's just known as big figure yeah, it's it's like, like a, a big figure it's a joke because he's tiny no i get the big <laughs> part of that being Thank the joke but what is the Katie. what does the figure have to anything to do with it i now have did you see that, that figure <laughs> he's tiny <laughs> 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 
Yeah, he's tiny. I'm processing all this information. <laughs> if my face were visible. Go figure. Thoughts on this chapter? I didn't ask on thoughts for last chapter. Sorry. It's There's stuff that happens in this, but it didn't stick out in my memory a whole lot in terms of like imagery or themes or character development yeah. uh, for for me anyway. Rorschach was a badass though. That was That's fair. He was kind of badass yeah. in the smartest I've ever seen him. Yeah, yeah. I'd say you really get to see like how Spot smart ahead. this dude really yeah. is, yeah. I think the one thing I would notice though is throughout this chapter it's amazing to me with the flashes from different scenes and the the way it just really picked up the pace. Yeah, you know, and it mm-hmm. starts cooking. Yeah, it really yeah, does. It, I it's... felt like the last chapter was kind of a slow drag, too, and then this one's like, all right, we're moving now. Yeah, yeah. Like the prison escapes, <laughs> like, let's go. All the punching Whoa. starts happening now, yay. <laughs> <laughs> they start to do hero stuff in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I think it's like... Hero stuff, like getting a guy killed. Hey, now, they, they Making money moves. Yeah, and a, prison, a prison break and a murder. Hero yeah. stuff, you yeah, know. That's so on point for this book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of the most... Well, no, they saved a bunch of people in the other chapter. That would be the most heroic, actual saving people thing that they do in this whole goddamn book. You, uh... Like, these next, like... Or I guess, like, these past three chapters have just been, like... They move the story forward. Yeah. You know, that's all they do. But but they do a great job of it. Yeah, we've already been through all the character building. And now... Yeah, now we're doing stuff. Yeah, Yeah. now, now we're... This is such a stupid observation, but after reading this multiple times, I realized that Lori's costume is like a sheer <laughs> yeah. gown, yeah. basically, yeah. over yeah. a black bodysuit. I don't know what I thought it was before. I thought it was just like a dress mm-hmm. type thing. I didn't realize it was like see-through somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the oh, same yeah. vein, I wrote in my notes... Must be hard fighting crime in heels. That was the thing in the movie with the yeah. fucking fight scene. I was like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah, like she's going to start throwing up roundhouse kicks and fucking three inch heels. Come on <laughs> if, now. If you can you dance in like, stilettos, then you can fight in three inch heels. I've seen it in a wrestling game. I'm just saying, it's not practical. It's just if, I was, if I was going to design a superhero costume for myself, I would have like big like boots or something i would not be Just doing it yeah, heavy stuff. boots but like man, if you yeah, kick yeah. someone with that heel like you don't want to be over. on the receiving yeah. end of that shit yeah oh no but still <laughs> just, it's just like, you can take somebody's eye out like, like <laughs> as they're rescuing people from the fire i think last chapter i was just like what the fuck is who designed this suit sally yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly uh the lady from uh the incredibles actually there's no yeah. cape so um, <laughs> yeah. well both it'll be fabulous darling uh, yeah. fabulous. <laughs> both silk specter costumes have like a lingerie quality to them obviously mm-hmm. that is very intentional but no for some reason i just realized that her outfit is like a sheer dress over a bodysuit. Well, now I'm aware of that and... Uh, <laughs> you gotta reread the chapter. Well, let's just say I'm gonna pay more attention. Well, she's, <laughs> I like her, next chapter is very Lori heavy. I like her skull necklace and I only just now... I love her like... Oh, yeah, I love yeah. her, sc- her skull Old necklace. Old ghosts. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for chapter eight. We're getting into the home stretch so we will be back next time with chapter nine bye bye